Please note that nothing in this podcast should ever be taken as personal financial advice. And if you are seeking financial advice, reach out as we work with professionals in the industry. And welcome back to another episode of the Finance Bible Podcast. My name is Oscar and I'm joined alongside me, Zeke, who has at the moment probably the dirtiest mo in Sydney, I'd say. It is very dirty, which is great because it's for a great cause. It is. And the cause is coming to an end today. So firstly, we'd like to say thank you for everyone who did donate to the cause for men's mental health, to uh, testicular cancer, etc. whatever the your cause was we thank you and not only us but everyone out there thanks you as well first things first before we get into this podcast as you're probably all aware we are currently running a giveaway it's a very very good giveaway it's actually a christmas giveaway you know it's that time of the year where we like to give back to the community yeah that's exactly right and we're just throwing it out there you know all you've got to do is tag three friends on the instagram page follow us and repost it to your story for a chance to win a one-on-one financial discussion with ourselves exactly right so look if you haven't gone into the giveaway get involved now for your chance to win the winner will be announced on the 15th of december so around 14 days away from now so time is ticking time is of the essence if you want to get in and win that christmas present from your boys go ahead and enter it mate today we've got a bit of a different podcast going on tell me a bit more about what we've got on for today Happily. So last week we got interviewed by a friend of ours. Uh, his Instagram name is Financially Fit. So he's actually been in the finance industry for around 20 odd years. Um, very experienced. We do share the same beliefs and mindset with him. So hence why the interview went quite well with him. But basically, he just got us onto his show, learn a bit more about us, why we do what we do, you know, get some more information of what we tell our clients, what we want to help them with, etc. So it's a good listen. Um, we'll, we will play it in this podcast here with the audio. And we've also got a bit of a snippet on it on our Instagram page of the visual as well. If, if you want to see our dirty mo's in the, uh, in the visual there. We'll also post a, a cheeky photo today of the moustaches and see sort of reaction we get let us know we'll put up a should we keep them should we get rid of them vote <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm quite excited to see <laughs> please please say we should keep them be honest i, I genuinely want to know what people think of the mo yeah 100 well yeah we'll pop that up but guys enjoy the audio and we'll catch you at the end of this podcast all right so hi everybody i'm lucky enough here to have oscar and zeke from the financial bible here uh, joining me for a quick chat gents thanks for joining me Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. So I thought um, if you could please tell me a little bit about your career up into becoming financial planners. I'll start off and then we'll jump (laughs) on to Oscar. Basically, as you can probably tell, I'm relatively young. So in terms of career, it hasn't been a super long journey. Obviously started off in fast food with Macca's where I was slaving away for six years, um, not providing a whole lot of um, goodness to to the world. I then, as soon as I finished high school, I actually went and worked for Westpac, um, Bank of Say, St. George, Bank of Melbourne in like a call center environment, basically just doing customer service. I became a manager there after about three or four months and managed a call center in the Hunter Valley and one in Varsity in Queensland for a few months. After that, kind of recognized I'm on the wrong side of the fence. You know, I'm not helping people. I'm seeing exactly how much money we're making and having having a few, I wouldn't say confronting, but a few calls where 
you're really hearing stories from people who are struggling and you can't offer much to help them. After that, I basically went, all right, let's move to Sydney, learn more about um, insurance and super. Worked for BT for a while, same scenario, wasn't really helping a whole lot and decided to get into planning. And that's pretty much where we are now, working on the Masters of Financial Planning. It's a bit about me. There we go. Yeah, awesome. Well done. Um, my situation, I work-wise, I did a bit of casual work after school. So I think I probably had about two years outside of school when I didn't take my life too seriously. So I think it was about 21, I realised it was the turning moment. I got to get my stuff together, figure out what I'm going to do. Got a job at a small financial planning firm, basically just doing data collection, calling clients, just learning the ropes about everything, which was great. was there for about 11 to 12 months. From that, I got a job at Liberty Financial, a second-tier lender, other side of the fence, you know, on the phones, doing data entries, emailing clients for loans. It uh, wasn't the thing I really wanted to do. I realized I want to actually be with clients, client-facing, figuring out, helping them with their journey and wealth and everything like that. So then I took a, a leap of faith, I'd say. And when, when I was at the bank, I was really into um, reading all about financial planning, investing, all that, um, building self-education. Uh, but yeah, took the leap of faith, moved to Sydney because I was in Melbourne and joined a financial planning firm. And here we are today. Yeah, awesome. Week and yeah, it's all happening. Yeah. I can actually align with a lot of things that both you gents said. Um, I, I myself as well, I worked at Macca's as soon as I turned 15 or something like that. And <laughs> the biggest thing for me working for McDonald's, I remember at the time is it was a choice between working at McDonald's or working KFC and the, uh, the difference was 15 cents an hour. It was either $5.05 or $4.90. That was the minimum wage. And I just thought, like, no way I can live off this sort of thing. And I think that sort of led me to I need my money to work more for me. And then exactly right. got me into the drive to, oh, like, I've got to learn more about my finances. And then similarly to you, yourself as well is I had a big customer service background as well. So I started off with one of the big four as a customer service representative. And I've sort of found that people were, they were sort of uneducated about their finances and you wanted to be on the other side of the fence helping them. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that, that was big alignment in those two stories, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough when, you know, you, people are speaking to the other side of the phone and all you know, legality reasons you can't actually help, help them. them. You know, yeah. you know what you want to do. Like, you're very you know, limited. You you can't. Yeah. I, you want to tell them this is exactly what you need to do, but you're very limited in terms of what. Your job's yeah. gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm guessing that leads me on to a little bit onto the next question about what made you want to get into financial planning. I was hoping you could maybe, uh, even though we've touched on it, elaborate on on that a little bit more. Personally, I found that a lot of Australians, especially in today's society, don't really have much financial education, um, haven't actually you know, figured out their future as well. They kind of keep retirement or they think about retirement when they're 55. Mm -hmm. You've got five years, it's, it's a bit yeah. late. Times have changed from you know, our parents' parents back in the day when you buy the family home, you retire, you get paid um, from the government in retirement, you're fine. So just you know, what really reached out to me was I really want to help the average Australian build wealth, educate them, help them along the journey. So when they do hit retirement, not only are they looking after themselves, but also their families, their children and their generation as well. So they have a head start um, down the track because I think that is probably the most beneficial thing as well, looking after the whole, the whole family. Yeah, no, that's good. That's awesome. For me, growing up, my parents aren't wealthy at all. They never, like I had a good upbringing, lived in a good house, um, had food every night and everything. 
But <laughs> seeing the the kind of impact that sort of financial restraint was having on them mm-hmm. and growing up with that and wanting to avoid that and wanting to help people like that mixed with everything from uh, my encounters through customer service really pushed me into thinking how how do I actually help everyone? Mm-hmm. And when I started asking myself that question, a lot of it was government supports rolling back, life expectancy is getting longer, and the housing prices and everything is going up. Living expenses are going up. And unfortunately, income is just not able to keep up. So yeah. how do we bridge the gap to, to help Australians and even like Americans or whoever kind of sustain their lifestyle happily? Yeah. And yeah. Gianni, that's kind of where the idea of the finance Bible came. Yeah. So how can we reach out to all these people um, and help them learn and educate them? Because we were having a conversation yesterday Basically, in today's society, a lot of you know financial planning and financial advice is getting quite in, um, unaffordable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are looking towards YouTubers, Instagram pages, just podcasts to actually learn free of charge. And we just found, we thought, you know, to help individuals free of charge. If I was in their situation, I would love nothing more for that. Yeah, and there's a lot of content out there that, is kind of spruiking in a way. Uh, and we wanted to try to find a way where you've got young, trustworthy, honest Aussies just sitting there having a conversation that people can relate to. And we try to help them kind of learn where the schools won't let them. Talk learn. a bit of garbage on the way as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, well, look, that's the appeal of the internet nowadays. I was actually having a conversation with somebody about when we, or maybe I might not be in your demographic, but when I was growing up, your the people that you look to for advice would be your parents, maybe your close family members or friends, and your and your teacher, and that's where you learnt from. They're, those were that was the extent of your role models or who you you model your financial your financial basics off, if you will. Mm-hmm. But nowadays with the internet, it's it's you can choose from an array of sort of role models, and uh, you can align yeah. with other people that have that financial competency that they can give to you. Um, and then in terms of the future of financial planning, that is the appeal in terms of reducing the cost of financial advice as well. So if you can provide little tidbits as well to sort of get people on the right track until they're ready to dive into more comprehensive advice, then that's all the more better for the customer at the end of the day. Yeah, like learning, you know, little libs along the way, it helps Mm -hmm. them short-term, medium-term and long-term. Yeah. I've got to tell you a quick little story. Working at McDonald's, I had saved up, you know, a few thousand dollars and I had learned about managed funds in school. So I went to see a financial advisor at the time. This is going back 20 years now. Um, And he charged me 4% upfront and then 4% on every dollar I put into that managed fund. So even though you say financial advice is expensive now, it was nowhere near as expensive as it was back then. My money went into a retail fund and after two years, I didn't make a dollar. I, I barely made my money back. Oh yeah, that's a that's a typical stitch up that story. <laughs> that's why so, uh, the reforms have happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we did go for those enforceable undertaking reforms. So, but um, even though you say financial advice is expensive, it's a lot cheaper than it was previously, yeah. and a lot better for the customer. Oh, definitely, one hundred percent. Yeah. So you just must have seen a fair few customers. Um, even in, in your careers, what's the sort of most common goal that your clients have and how do you sort of go about helping them achieve that? The most common goal with what we tend to focus on majority of the time would be your 40s, 50s, and you're looking at 
um, you're kind of getting to that stage where you're starting to pay the mortgage off a lot uh, and you've almost knuckled it down to nothing and you go, what's next? Like I'm retiring in 10, 15, 20 years. Hmm. I've got 400, 300K in my super. It's going to last me two years if I'm if I'm spending yeah. 150 grand a year, which a lot of people in Sydney are, I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of looking at how many millions or hundreds of thousands worth of assets that generate an income. So not your family home, which is a big shock to a lot of people, but how, how many assets or how much worth of assets do you need to generate an income to replicate your lifestyle now? And the biggest one we have is we, we literally have clients sit there and say, I don't want to eat off canned beans yeah. in retirement. Yeah. And we're like, well, I mean, let's, let's on track see what we that, can do. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it gives them a shock as well, a good shock. But yeah, trying to bridge that gap of what they're on track for to what they want to be on track for and make it as slim as possible or even, you know, overshoot the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hear you. And I, I even see that sort of scenario amongst some of my friends and some of my older family members where you know, let's face it, that the median house price in Sydney, I think is 1.2 or 1.4 or something like that. And let's say, for example, you buy a house in your early 20s, likely you'll pay it off at the age of 45, 50. And then like you said, maybe even later 55, then like you said, you've got maybe 10 years until retirement in that time, you're meant to accumulate uh, enough to last you the last next 30 or 40 years. And people Mm -hmm. come to this realization is I've just spent the last 25, 30 years paying off my house. I don't have anything for retirement now. And their house isn't a financial asset. And it pains me to see people go into products like reverse mortgages and equity unlocks just so they can fund their retirement. You know, they've just spent 25, 30 years paying off a mortgage that they now have to go into hock for. They don't leave any assets for their clients in terms of their estate planning. Uh, and it's heartbreaking to see sometimes. And I think that's one of the, the biggest problems that um, that age group definitely has. And, and they definitely oh, need to seek yeah. financial advice. Because definitely right because their parents would have said you know go to school go to uni get a good job buy a house marry the one you love pay the house off to you you know yeah to your 40 50 and retire you're all good yeah like we said earlier that's not not the case anymore yeah yeah Yeah. when you hit 60 you got at least 30 years you got a fund in retirement yeah um so you need you need an income somehow so yeah we like to look at it as you know when you're when you're 20 when you're 30 you've got the next 30 or 40 years of your working life to generate the assets to produce the income mm-hmm. uh, that you need to live for the next 30 years in retirement, yeah. assuming you live 90, retire at 60. Yeah. But when you get to the age of 45, 55, you've got 15 to five years of working life to produce those assets and yeah. then find your lifestyle for the next 30 years. So <laughs> uh, it's difficult for people who are going down that path, which a lot of people have in the older generation. Yeah. Mm. I, it might be a little bit controversial, but I actually think that people have their priorities backwards, that they shouldn't buy a home um, and they, they should concentrate on, on their assets first before buying a family home. Um, I feel that it's like carrying a weight while trying to climb a mountain where you can climb that mountain without the weight and then buy the house easier um, later on in life, if you if that's still one of your goals, mm. I, I've got a little of a bit of a bug to bear with with um, the the great Australian dream, if you will. Uh, I think the great Australian dream is a bit of a con um, to it's a bit of a marketing myth, if you will, that the yeah, banks right, yeah in order to get people into like a mortgage thinking. product of there and tie them in as a customer for life, sort of thing. Yep, yeah. we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah, we're we're um, the understanding of rent investing is well, personally. 
you know, yeah. the way to go and then yeah. down the track. We're both doing it now and I don't plan on changing it um, for <laughs> yeah, at least similar. 25 years. And if you want to buy a, buy a house, you know, 10, 15 years, you know, buy your house with the rental income you're getting from your tenants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, it's good to hear. Um, so that we've gone over so many lessons already, but if you could teach every Australian one thing about their finances, what do you think that would be? For me, it's an extremely simple one, but a lot of people still don't understand it. Spend less than what you earn. <laughs> Words of wisdom, yeah. right? A yeah. lot of people, it's actually quite funny, a lot of people spend a lot more than they're actually getting paid. Now, for example, if you get paid on Friday, they're going to have a big weekend, spend a lot because they just got paid, come next week, look at my bank account, nothing. Yeah. Um, when you get a turn 18, you can get a credit card, which a lot of people do get. Mm-hmm. Good for you know frequent fly points, yeah. but the other side of that is they're bad for frequent interest. Yeah, <laughs> and you can get a, a lot of debt in credit card. So I just think be savvy with your spending. Um, get what's called a budget. If people mm-hmm. aren't sure what a budget is, yeah. figure out put your expenses monthly. Show what you're spending, your income. Figure out how much you can spend. The difference, mm-hmm. and just yeah, be sensible because. It's a big trap a lot of people fall into. You don't really want to be paying off, you know, your credit card or debt for the rest of your life. Yeah, I, I actually got. Uh, I actually think that's something that they should be teaching in schools um, oh, because that's that's the most likely thing that um, that's going to happen. Like the first thing that happens when you leave your ten or your twelve is you know you start going out into the world. You start filling out rental applications and you start doing tax returns and start managing budgets and that sort of stuff. So. Yeah. For me, I got a little bit of a gripe with the school system personally because I sort of think, well, you taught me about business studies and what a company structure is, but I, I've never done a tax return before or yeah, you know, I've never known what to do with my income or open up a bank account sort of thing, yeah. yeah. Don't even get us started on, on the school system. We'll be here all day. Pythagoras oh, <laughs> theorem and you yeah. know, where this country is. But, yeah, the school system is needs to be yeah. changed. Well, look, Jens, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I've had a great time. Um, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, how best could they do that? Through through our Instagram page at the Finance Bible. It's the easiest way. We're on there three hours a day. So um, if you flick something through to there, we'll definitely get back with it yeah. in a day. Yeah, exactly. awesome. Sounds good. Um, so look, pleasure again to talk to you. Um, I hope to speak to you again oh. soon. And thanks, to, thanks for your time to chat. You too. Thanks. thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot for having us. That's the end of the interview there. Very good interview. Quite enjoyed actually being able to sit down with Financially Fit and go through our journey, his journey, different parts of what we think about uh, the financial system in Australia and the education system too. It's funny that we have a lot of points that align uh, and I hope you guys got a fair bit out of that. If you guys do relate to anything that he said in the podcast or in the interview, do reach out to him as well. Just slide into his DMs. He'd be more than happy to answer any questions um, that you may have or you know, Zeke and myself, as always, more than happy to answer any questions as we do get quite a few questions coming each week. Guys, before we get on to what we're going to talk about next week or on a Sunday, we've recently grown on Apple Podcasts quite a bit and we're looking for people who listen to go on there and whack a review on there for us so that we can help as many people as we can reach financial freedom long term. So if you've got a spare minute, get on there and do that for us. Yeah, exactly right. Like it's not it's not hard. It won't take too long. If you're listening on the train, on your commute to work, on your way home, going to the gym, all you gotta do is go to the bottom of the page, click on the five star, because we know that's what you'll be clicking, and just write a short review and that's it. Or if you happy. wanna if you want a one star us, do it too. Just make sure you write a reason so we know what we need to improve <laughs> yeah. on. Um but yeah, look, 
episode on Sunday will be about property investing and why it is actually key to building wealth. Well, why we believe it is key to building wealth, but we talk about all the reasons and um, yeah, look forward to sharing the knowledge with you all. Tune in then. But until then, keep investing, keep budgeting, and keep listening. Thanks, guys. See you guys. Bye.